Our lesson text this morning will come from uh, the Gospel of Luke. We would look at the 12th chapter uh, of the Gospel of Luke, and we would look at verses 13 through verse 21. Uh, my key verse this morning, uh, the verse that my argument is centered around, is verse number 20. Those of you that have your Bibles, you will see Luke chapter 12, verse 20, and it reads, But God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? We will speak from a theme this morning, God's property. God's property. And for something, we will talk about the parable of the rich fool. You may be seated. The only person in all scripture that God himself, Jesus Christ, called a fool. And we're going to talk about that because it says, it talks about a fool and his money. Uh, remember the story of Jack and the beanstalk. Jack allowed a con man, a crafty charlatan, to con him out of the family's cow for a bean stock, for some beans. Uh, but you know, this is a, a fairy tale, and because it's a fairy tale, it turned out pretty good because the beans led into the bean stock, and the bean stock led Jack into a, a whole chest of gold. But it doesn't happen like that in life. It doesn't happen like that in life because it says that uh, the, the con man's credo and the only man he can get you is when he goes by his credo is that a fool and his money will soon part. I think you know that. But today I would teach that a person cannot secure or maintain his life by means of worldly possessions and the abundance of material. So we will talk this morning from these three points. An inappropriate request, verses 13 through 14. And my second point is a warning against greed, verses 15 through verse 19. And my last point is to be thankful to God, verse 20 through verse 21. When we look at our lesson text this morning, starting in verse 13, it says, in verse 14, it says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who has made me a judge or a divider over him? And that 15th verse of my first point says, And he said unto him, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not of the abundance of things, that he possesses. So, when we look at our lesson text this morning, this particular man comes to Jesus, and uh, we find here that this person who came to Jesus had one thing in mind, and that was his inheritance. And those of you that are Bible scholars, you realize that, are Bible students, you realize that uh, the law actually dictates as to how inheritance will be divided. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 15 through 17, and Numbers chapter 27, uh, verses 8 through 11, 
uh, it gives it and it lays it all out in the law. So you say, well, 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 Pastor, why did this man who understood how inheritance was supposed to be divided, it's just as clear all he had to do was go to the law. But you see, sometimes there's two reasons that this man came to Jesus. He may have wanted to get a different answer, a conclusion from a rabbi or a pastor. He, he wasn't satisfied with what the law said. You know, sometimes we're not satisfied with what the law said. Sometimes we want to circumvent the law. Y'all know what I'm talking about. One day I was on my way to work and uh, police stopped me and gave me a ticket. He said I was speeding, but I didn't really think I was speeding, but that's what he said. <laughs> but anyway, I went to work. And you know, sometimes you get a ticket the first thing in the morning. It just messes up your day. I was, I was really down. And I was sitting in my office, and, and one of the guy came in. He said, well, what's the matter? I said, you know, I got a ticket this morning. He said, you got a speeding ticket? He said, well, I'll tell you what you do. When you go to court, tell the judge that when the police stopped you, that an airplane flew over the radar, and it threw the radar off. And if you tell him that, he'll let you go. Well, I just wanted to report you this month. Don't try that. <laughs> Don't worry. The judge said, that's a good story, but I'm not here now. So, you know, sometimes we want to get around the law. We want to circumvent the law. We want a different answer. But then the second point, and Jesus did not give his man an answer. The second reason Jesus didn't give him an answer because, see, Jesus did not want to major in minors. Jesus did not want to circumvent the authority that was set there to make this decision. And Jesus was letting this man know, I didn't come to divide property up with people. I came to seek and to save the law. See, I don't have time to major in minors. I came to seek and to save the law. You come here asking me to pull over to the side and major in a family squabble. I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. How many times do we, Pastor, don't call me majoring in manners? Am I right about it? So, 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 so we see here that Jesus didn't have time for this. He gave this man no, no answer. So, so, so Jesus refused to comply with this request because Jesus didn't want to circumvent the authority that was around him. But Jesus said, I tell you what I will do. I'll give you a parable because Jesus understood that this man, or he may have been cheated, something may have been going wrong, or he may have the inheritance. Oh, you know how it is when, oh man, you don't want to get involved when somebody dies and leave $3. Man, oh man, don't let them leave an old regular house that's about to fall down. Man, you got some problems on your hand. So, so, so Jesus said, listen, what, what I want to teach you is how to get the gospel in you. So no matter what happened, you'll be mature enough to go through death of anybody without having a family squabble. I didn't come here to divide this up. I came here to seek and to say, I came here to give you the man of Christ. So Jesus said, what I will do, I'll tell you a parable. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. Pay attention. Because Jesus, God had blessed this man. He didn't steal anything. God gave him a bountiful crop. God gave him good soil. God gave him 
rain, he bountiful crop. God had blessed him. You know, when God blesses us, oh God, say, I just want you to become a blessing to someone else when I bless you. So, so God blessed this man with a bountiful crop. And, he, and, and, he, and, and it says, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my blessing? Now, I just want you to pause for a minute because in that 15th verse, Jesus also told us to watch out. He said, let us listen and take it to heart and let him begin to take an inventory. I just want to give you an inventory this morning, if you don't mind. I just want to find out if you're selfish, if you're greedy, if you're self-centered, if you're an egotistical person. Just, just pay a minute. I, pay, I got six questions in the action this morning. It's inventory. And it says, the first one is, am I perhaps a greedy individual? That's the first one. That's the big one. Now, the next one is, do I experience joy in giving and helping good causes? Think about it. Am I perhaps a selfish person? That means that you want everything for yourself. Number four, do I have an inordinate yearning for material possessions, for honor or prestige? Do I, do I, do I want this thing for honor or do I want it for prestige? It's okay to have good stuff, but do you want it for folks to honor you? Do you buy a new car to park it out there in, in front of the church so everybody can see it? Do you walk in the church with some new shoes and hold your feet up? <laughs> Do you walk in church with a new dress and you walk down the aisle so much you weigh out the carpet that's in the way of it? It's all right to get compliments, but you don't have to go after them. Am I right? So, so, so then it says, do I seek power and position? Am I a person that won't power and position? There's no power in the church but the power of God. But we have folks in the church that's position and power hungry. Don't we have that? We have that in a lot of churches. And then the last one, number six, is briefly, am I greedy? And now you say, well, what is greedy, Pastor? Greedy is when you have eaten and you just eat up stuff because you just want to eat. We went, on a, we went on a cruise, and we had an 8.30 seating, and they brought us all this food. And then my friend said, now, if you go to the midnight buffet with me, you greedy. <laughs> Y'all know I'm right, don't you? Now, now that's greedy, but, 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 but you see, it says the Greek word for greedy literally means the thirst for having more. Now, let me give you this thirst for having more because, see, if you drink salt water to quench your thirst, see, salt water won't quench your thirst. It would only make you want to drink more. And see, what happened when you drink salt water is that it will, cause, it will keep you thirsty, keep you drinking so much until you kill your food self. See, that's what happened when you drink salt water. So, so, so salt water won't quench your thirst, but that's, that's how greed works. Greed works to the point where you just want so much, you get so much that you kill yourself. So then it says, this man had ground and God had blessed him. And it says, and he thought within himself, saying, I shall do because I have no room where to bestow 
my fruit. I don't have any more room to bestow my fruit. He said, and he said, I will do, I will pull down my bonds and build greater ones, and there shall I bestow all my fruit and my goods. He said, now, 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 what I'm going to do since God has blessed me so much. He didn't think about anybody else. He didn't think about no ministry. He didn't think about helping anybody. He said, now, what I'm going to do, he already had some good bonds. He said, I'm going to tear these down. And I'm going to build some new ones and some bigger ones because the ones that I have, they're already full, but I'm going to tear them down. Oh, you know how it is. You get God bless you with money. You got all them clothes hanging up in your closet thinking you're going to get in them. You could bring them out here and give them to the homeless folks and you still trying to squeeze in them. You, you know, hard stuff. You, you know what I'm talking about. We, we, we could be giving stuff to, for people of God, but this man say, I'm going to tear down my bonds. I'm not thinking about anybody. I'm not only thinking about myself. I'm going to tear them down and I'm going to build me up some bigger ones and I'm going to have all of this stuff. For myself. I got plenty of stuff in my house. But remember, he considered that he had the full command over his life and over his possessions. And that's when he said that. Uh, and though within himself, he said, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my goods. And he said, I will do, I will pull down my bonds and build greater ones, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine. So we're going to drink, we're going we're to eat, drink, and be merry. Now he said, I got all this. All I got to do now is party. All I got to do now is eat. Drink and be merry. See, the, the problem with this man, and this is, this, is, this is the core of this message, because the reason that God called him foolish was because he thought he had control of his own destiny. He thought he had control of his own life. He thought he had control of everything around him. He thought he had control of all of his possessions and everything that he had. He did not realize that it was God's property. And he was just a steward over it. He said, my bonds, my fruit, my goods, my soul. He thought all of this stuff belonged to him. He didn't realize that God had just had it on a loan to him. But he didn't realize that he thought he had control of all of this stuff. But then there came a request. And God said unto him, thy food. Remember, now I told you the reason that he called him a fool, because this man thought that he was in control of his own destiny. He thought that he had it all made. He thought all he had to do was just, just chill out and party. And he thought God had blessed him with all of this stuff. God bless you with a beautiful house in the suburbs. And on Sunday morning, you get up and, and, and turn on your fireplace, and, and you think you're going to just enjoy life. God, is, God bless you so you can become a blessing to other people. God is using you so, so, so you can help folks. God gives you blessings, and God bestowed this all on you so you can pass it on. But we get in the hoarding business. We remodel our kitchen about five times. We don't put tile over tile. Y'all know I'm right. We, 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 but, but we don't want to give anything to the church, but we just keep doing stuff because we have it. That's right, come to church and tip God. 
drive up out there in a brand new car and come in church and tip God. God keep looking down and say, Shannon, I want to know if I bless you, can I trust you with what I bless you with? If I bless you with a dollar, all I want is a dime. Can I bless you more? If you give me what what I'm supposed to have, then I'll bless you with more. But when you come and ask me to give you something and you haven't given back to me what I have given to you, I cannot bless you. You're blocking your blessing because you're holding on. That monkey in Africa, they put a banana in a cage, and the monkey reaches into the cage, and he holds so tight to that banana that he won't give up on that banana. He holds so tight to that banana till the next time you see him, he's no longer in Africa, but he's at the Brookfield Zoo. (coughs) (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) Y'all know I'm right? We, we, We hold on to stuff. To stuff just wiggle up and get so messed up. He didn't, regard, he didn't regard his possessions. All he wanted to do was to do things for himself. He didn't consider any other people. He said, I can do all I can do now, but God said, tonight. So God, so God said unto him, thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be? which thou hast provided. Man comes into the world poor, naked, has nothing, accumulates a lot of things in life, and he leaves the world with nothing. Another man comes into the world and, and, and he has nothing and, and he never gets anything in life and then accumulate anything, but he goes out of the world with nothing. So the man who came in here and acquired all this stuff, he came naked. The man who, he, and he left naked and the poor man came naked and he left naked. So both of them left, came and left the same way. So well, what am I talking about? The, 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 you, you come into the world with nothing and you're gonna leave here without nothing. I have yet to see a funeral with a U-Haul behind it carrying stuff that we have. God wants this man to understand that you don't have control over your destiny. God does. God wanted this man to understand you don't usurp my power by having possessions. You cannot buy your way into life. You cannot buy your way into heaven. God said, I gave you those things so that, you, so that they can share it with you, with others. Poor than the poorest beggar, he had to leave this world with nothing. So this man who had accumulated all of this stuff had to leave this world without anything. And, you know, don't get me wrong now. God is not against folk that have wealth. You remember Abraham. He was rich. You remember Solomon. They say he had more than anybody in the world. You remember Job. Job was shown up rich. And you remember Joseph of Arimathea that loaned Jesus the, 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 the tomb for a weekend. And Jesus said, you, Joseph of Arimathea, of tomb for the weekend. See, this man was rich. But you see, the thing that God disapproved of was this covetousness, this carnal attitude toward money, this trust in things and worldly things more so than the trust in God. As I come down, in my house, 
I have several rooms in my house. Uh, but I have the largest room in my house is my living room. And my wife has decorated this living room. It's beautiful. But the problem is, it's got the wrong name. Don't nobody live in it. <laughs> I came from walking the other day, and I was just going to sit in there to, to answer a phone call. No. <laughs> my name is on the D, but no, you can't sit in here. This room is not for living. <laughs> but, 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 but it's the living room. But, but, but we need to change the name to the visitor's room. This is the visitor's room. If you come to my house as a visitor, but you got to be dressed right. But if you ain't dressed right, you ain't getting in the living room either. If you come talking about you're going to work out, no. So, so if you come in and you dress right, you're going to get a chance to sit in what we call, it's really the visitor's I, I Listen, listen, now pay attention to me, because I have studied this room. It's not the, the living in our house goes in the family room. We, we live in the kitchen. We, we, we watch TVs all over the house in the bedroom. We, we, we sit out on the, nobody lives in the living room. That, that, that is the visitor's room. I'm gonna have to change that. That's the visitor's room. But, but I told you to tell you this. See, we wanna treat God. Jesus come to your house, you get him in the living room. But see, Jesus don't wanna just reside in your living room. Jesus wants to reside in every room in your house. Jesus does not come in your house to be a visitor. Jesus wants to reside in every room in your house. But not only do he want to reside in every room in your house, he wants to reside in every matter of your life. He want to reside in your finances. He want to reside in your decision making. He want to be the silent conversation, the silent person in every conversation. He want to be part of every decision you make. He want to be a part of everything. He just don't want to be in a room that, that you call a living room that nobody lives in are y'all with me we come to church on Sunday he just don't want you to be worshiping oh God and then where is he on Monday where is he on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday he want to be a part of your life he don't want you to say oh I, I, you know this is for me I got to buy all of this stuff for me. I, I don't have any stuff left to give the church pastor. I can't tithe. I can't give none to the church because I got to pay my cell phone bill. I got to take my children to great America. Come on now. But God say, listen, the only person in the Bible that he called a fool was a person that did not use the resources that God had given him the proper way. Oh, I know this may not be a message you can shout on, but I'm going to tell you right now. I got in my message right now that I'm going to shout right now. Hallelujah, church. Sister Foster, hold, hold my mute because I'm going to shout right here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. He's a way maker out of our way. He's bread in a starving land. A thousand may fall on one side and ten may fall on the other, but it's not going to come near you when you worship God. The last version, he'll say, we ought to be rich toward God. Let me just break this down to you. Being rich toward God is when you give to people that are on their way to heaven. 
and being rich toward God is when you give to God's ministry. And when you are rich toward God, see, when you get to heaven, those people that you bless in ministry, you're going to see them. And only what you do for God will last. When you do for God, the things that you do for God is what you're going to be able to carry to heaven with you. That's when you are rich toward God. All that stuff that you bought is earthbound. Are y'all out there? It's earthbound. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful car, but it's earthbound. I love your house. I love your manicure lawn, but it's earthbound. I'm talking about the stuff that you do for God is what's going to last. Oh, you ought to be shouting right now. Your pocketbook is saved as well. Are y'all hear me this morning? This man was called a fool because he thought he could control his own destiny. He thought he could drink and be merry and have a good time and enjoy life. And God said, no, no, tonight, not tomorrow, but tonight, God is in charge of life. 